Welcome to an incomplete guide to world domination, a podcast by creators for creators, because together we can take over the world. I'm your host, Brianna Toiber. It's been a hectic week. How have you been? Uh, it's also been crazy. We just uh, captured a bunch of kittens that had been living in our backyard, and so now we're like trying to keep them safe and find a place for them to live and get them fixed and all that. So we got a bunch of kittens, and it's been kind of crazy. I mean, there are worse problems to have. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty great, but they're, they're also very scared right now. I can imagine. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, my name's Ian. Uh, I'm an organizer at the Society of Play. Um, I don't know, what do you want to know? You mentioned that you recently got into professional gaming, competitive gaming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not pro yet. I don't know if I will be pro, but I, I recently decided to make my uh, my main hobby thing competitive fighting games. It's something I've done for a really long time, but not like taken it that seriously. I'm kind of a serial hobbyist, so I've done a lot of things, and uh, usually I like dip my toe in for a while and then move on to the next thing. And recently, I decided I wanted to really just kind of deep dive and see how far this goes. So what are some of the other things you've done? I'm curious. Oh, man, there's so many things. Uh, let's see. Music, uh, tabletop games, role-playing games. I, I did game development, and that turned into my career. Electronics, sword fighting for a while. I've done a lot of stuff. That's just art, you know. I'm sure there's more, but yeah, I, I've done a lot of stuff. So what are some of the games you've worked on? Like video games? How did you get sucked down that particular rabbit hole? Well, um, I've always kind of wanted to make video games and like ever since I was young, but uh, I always got told like, oh, you got to be good at math for that. And so I wasn't really good at math, so I kind of never pursued it. I went to college for a little bit and didn't know what I wanted to do, so I ended up dropping out. Uh, and then like in my early 20s, I just... Like I, I saw a lot of it was kind of the the big first wave indie boom where like Meat Boy and stuff were coming out and it seemed like indie games were really started starting to take off and I was like you know what I'm just gonna try doing this and so I just started uh, and taught myself and uh, I did it for a while and then joined up with the Society of Play and that kind of just ended up turning into my career. I love Dallas Society of Play. Yeah, it's a cool spot. Some interesting people there, but there's some really cool people. So you said that's become your career. Uh, is there a particular company you work for? Did you make your own company? Yeah, no, I, I work for this company called From the Future. We do a bunch of VR work. Ooh, that's fun. Our biggest game that we made is called Hop Along the Badlands, and it's a it's out on Steam and PSVR and Oculus. But lately, we've kind of gotten out of the video game production because it's really hard to make money doing that. So we're doing a lot of more. We're still doing VR work and like still using Unity and doing using all our game development skills. But we're doing a lot more education kind of stuff. I've I've noticed that there's been a definite increase in the use of VR for educational purposes as well as AR. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of blowing up right now, and so we're trying to capitalize on that. What made you decide to pick competitive gaming of 
all the other things that you've done. What made you decide to pick and stick with that one? So it's something like when I was in high school, I kind of got into the fighting game community uh, with some friends and they kind of brought me on and I learned to play with like some world champ players. And so I I was in this really cool community back then, back in like 2006. um, And I did that for a while, uh, but I never took it seriously enough to not be a scrub. And uh, scrub's kind of a fighting game community term (laughs) of someone that's just kind of like... Probably still better than I am. Yeah, well, it's not necessarily someone that's bad. It's someone that wants to win, but they're being held back by something, some kind of mental thing. So... It it could be if they don't want to really sit around in practice mode and like try to learn the game or if they're just thinking about the game wrong or if, if they're not playing to their full potential because of some mental hang up they have. Like if you're not playing to win and focused on getting better, then you're probably a scrub. And you see that a lot in the community. So like I, I did that for a few years. I was kind of scrubby, but I enjoyed the community. And then, uh, you know, you leave high school and kind of enter a next phase of life. And I kind of dropped off from the community for a long time. Earlier this year, some games were coming out that I I was really interested in, and I started looking around for local scenes, and uh, I ended up finding some tournaments to start going to regularly, and uh, I I thought, this is really cool, but, you know, I I can't, like, just show up to tournaments and expect to start doing well. You gotta get the practice in. Yeah, and so I uh, I just kind of got into the communities, and really kind of remembered what it is I loved about fighting games. And uh, ever since, I've been taking it real seriously and trying to practice every day and get better. Not gonna lie, um, the fighting game community is not one that I'm personally particularly familiar with. I know it is exploding a lot, especially with the advent and perpetual growth of esports. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been blowing up all over the place, but... What's it like being inside of that community, both as like someone that's like a hobbyist looking to become more and, well, I guess you haven't quite gotten to the professional part yet, but you probably know some about what it might be like to do it professionally. Yeah, so the thing I really like, the thing I like most about the fighting game community is that fighting games are very much results-based. Like, you either you win or you don't. So, like, there's a, a very strong focus on just self-development because if you're not trying to get better, you're probably a scrub. People are really focused on bettering themselves. Like that's kind of the vibe of the scene. And so like, it, it's kind of weird. Like for a a game that's not about a team sport at all, like uh, unlike a lot of esports where like Overwatch or whatever, where you're playing on a team of people that you got to rely on. Fighting games are very one-on-one. They're very individualistic, but I see a lot of camaraderie like in the scene. Like because in order to get better, you have to play people that are better than you. That's just the rule. And so there's a lot of like sharing of information, a lot of people just trying to put in the work and like get better. So it's a really cool scene in that way. What's it been like getting back into that for you? I mean, the grind is tough. Like you gotta you gotta go out there and uh have kind of a st- tough skin because when you start off, it's just like every week you go to a tournament and you come last. <laughs> That's just how it's going to go for a while. So there have been times where I'm like, oh, I don't know. Am I, do I really want to keep doing this? Like, but uh, every time I sit on it and I rethink kind of my, my mental stance on it and uh, end up coming back better. Cause I've realized that there's, you know, this, 
you got to think about why you're losing and where your progress is at. But overall, it's been really great. And to be honest, like in the last six months or so of getting into this community, I've made more friends than I have in like the past several years. I guess that kind of makes sense because it's like what I experienced in a marching band. You're with a group of people working your butt off day in and day out. And it's usually going to be like the same people and you're all driven towards the same thing. And everyone else around you thinks you're nuts. Yep. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, I, I imagine it's a lot like that. Have you had any interesting reactions from friends and family now that you've started digging into this? Um, I think people just kind of get it, like especially when I people that know me and know how much of a serial hobbyist I am. Like, you know, I've had people say, oh, "It's kind of sh- of a shame that you're kind of giving up on all this stuff you used to do," but like it makes sense because a lot of times, like. I, I've always had this kind of guilt and anxiety looking at all these old past unfinished projects and like all the supplies for all the hobbies that I've had kind of just piling up. But it feels different now that I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this my thing and that's okay. And so it, it's kind of alleviated a lot of that guilt I had. Like I can just kind of relax in knowing that I don't have time to do everything and I don't need to feel bad about the things that I can't get to. I, I kind of get that because I've tried a bunch of different things. I tried Twitch streaming to kind of success. I had like a couple people watching me. I tried YouTube, gave up on that very quickly because that's a lot of content and a bit of a mess. So I was like, okay, maybe not. Yeah. But just sometimes you have to, just have to try a bunch of things to see how you like them. But then when you find something that just fits you got to stick with it and you got to keep doing it because if you stop doing it, you're not going to yeah. start again. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I do always kind of, kind of look back on the, uh, the time between when I started and that long gap where I, I didn't really do any of it in fighting games. And it's like, Oh man, I could have been so much better if I just stuck with it. That's hard when there's so many shiny things out there to try and it's just, you (laughs) feel like if it doesn't immediately take off, you're like, okay, maybe this isn't it. Maybe something else will be, but that's not how it works. Yeah. Maybe for me, it's just a part of getting older. It's like, I'm more aware of the amount of time I don't have, but on the the flip side of that, like I am getting older. So like, I'm going to have to try extra hard at fighting games because esports are kind of a young person's game. There's a reason the entirety of me playing Overwatch is playing with friends who are better than I am. Because that way they cover up how bad I am. But that also means the enemies are like, like our our opponents are like in the triple digit level. And I'm like, hey, I made it to level nine. Yeah, it's important to pick up on your little achievements there, especially when you're playing with people better than you are. Like, I'm still on the low end of things at the tournaments, but, like, I can judge my progress by saying, like, okay, I still ranked at the same point at this tournament, but now every match I've played is really close. So maybe next time, you know, I actually have a shot at winning these. What does your normal sort of day or week look like trying to build this back up and get back into this? Yeah, so I there's uh, two local tournaments I go to a week. There's a lot more I could be going to, but I'm not I'm not worrying about that yet because these uh two 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 weeks sounds good for yeah, and it's for two different games. So I go to a Smash tournament and I go to a Tekken tournament. And then during the week, like 
I, I try to grind a bit on the main game I'm working on, which currently is Tekken. Uh, so like I try to practice that every day. And then in between that, like I, I just play other games with the community. Cause uh, I've also found a, a lot of uh, camaraderie on discord, like with, you know, a specific discord server I'm in. So like I try to get in games with all these people that I'm making friends with. The nice thing about fighting games is um, you it's easy to play multiple fighting games because each game teaches you something different about fighting games. Like this one game might focus more on defense and one game might focus more on like spacing and one game might focus more on like being really aggressive. And even though like mechanically they're all different, not all the skills cross over, it kind of like makes you better at fighting games in general, just like getting your head in that space. Uh, what if some of the, what if some of your challenges then? Yeah, I, I guess like the the two big ones are like mental and physical challenges. The physical challenges is that I uh, I get hand issues just because uh, I'm getting older and I've worked manual labor that's given me a lot of uh, repetitive motion injuries. So like I got to be really careful or I will mess up my hands. Like currently I'm wearing thumb splints because I've just been practicing too hard. So that stinks, but I mean there's. There's players that get around that. So, you know, there's players that can't use an arm and they still play at high level. So it's not an excuse. I just need to be careful. And I think there's stuff you can buy and like things you can wear that will help with that. Oh, yeah. Facebook has nonstop been giving me these ads for stuff that's supposed to help with like tendonitis and stuff. Yeah, I have compression gloves that I wear all the time and I know all the tricks. I've been thinking about getting some because I write a lot. I'm on the computer a lot. And I also play clarinet for 12 years when the entirety of your instrument rests on yep. one thumb that gives you some wrist issues. Yep. Yep. I know how that goes. Really, <laughs> The only, the only thing to do is just take breaks before it starts hurting. Yeah. But, and when you can't take breaks, have a brace. Yeah. That part aside, like a, a lot of times the, the real challenge is just like, Sometimes it's a slog. Sometimes you get on a real losing streak and you just like lose all your motivation and you think, what am I even doing here? Yeah, it can be hard to bounce back from, but uh, you just, the the key thing with competitive games is that you can't blame anyone but yourself and that it's a hard pill to swallow, but like it, it helps you progress. Like that's kind of a, a key uh a key tenet of the scrub is when you, if you blame someone else, you're not going to improve because you're not admitting that like you just lost. And the the way I see it, like fighting games, there's, there's not anything random. Like if you lose, it's because it, it's your fault. Like it's because you didn't stop the other person from beating you. And so you just gotta like, sometimes you gotta take breaks and sometimes you gotta like, chill out because it's really easy to get turned up like in a in a match it, it gets pretty heated i found that i actually get way more like shaky and adrenaline and anxiety when i'm playing strangers online uh for yeah. some reason that just gets me really like it gets my heart racing in like an unpleasant way but like if i'm playing someone i know online it's fine if i'm playing someone in person even in a tournament like i'm cool as a cucumber I think it's a psychological thing. Like, there's also a reason why, you know, I love people, how a lot of people, like, pace when they're talking on the phone. Yeah. Oh, I hate talking on the phone. It drives me nuts. 
It's because your brain's not getting any of the social cues it's used to yeah. getting. It can't read the body language. Yeah, I think so that's your exactly brain it. doesn't like that. And I was talking to a friend about it. And she's like, but texting is fine. I'm like, yeah, because your brain doesn't get yeah. those same social cues from reading stuff. Yeah, that's true. Talking on the phone eventually gets slightly less awkward. But then again, yeah, working in retail, you get used to answering the stranger's phone calls. Yeah. One really interesting thing about fighting games is like, when you play against someone, you really get a sense of like who they are as a person. Like it's kind of surprising, but there's a lot of expression that goes into the way you play. And like, I I've heard uh, fighting games at a competitive level be uh, compared to like having a debate because it's, it's a lot of back and forth. And instead of using words, you're saying like, Oh, do you know how to deal with this attack I'm throwing at you? How about this one? And so you can kind of tell a lot about someone from playing them at a game. And I think that might be why it's so easy to make friends in the fighting game community. Cause like you kind of skip all the, all the stuff. Like you, you get right to the point of like getting to know someone when you play them. You skip all the awkward small talk cause you're too busy smack talking them. And then afterwards, it's like, <laughs> you know what? You're cool. I like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, I, I've, on the, the flip side, I've played against people at tournaments that were just, like, kind of cruddy the whole time and complaining. And, like, they seem like they were mad that I was beating them and they're blaming my character. And I'm like, okay, this person's a scrub. Like, it's, it's good to know. I'm not going to talk to this person anymore. It's always interesting in situations like that when it's just, like... I feel like that happens no matter what you're doing. You'll be talking to some people and they get it and you'll be talking to some people and like five sentences, five minutes in, you're like, yeah, this is a nope. Yeah, I get your deal and I don't like it. I'm out. It's like, I, I see what kind of person you are. I see how you're going about this. You're one of those people that, because like, whenever you're doing something like this, you're just like, do, like doing anything competitive or anything different. Like, you have to take responsibility. Yeah. Like, it's okay to get frustrated. It's okay to get upset. It's okay to be off your game for a little while. But you got to get together and you got to keep going. Yeah. And you have to accept the fact that it's on you. Yep. I, I think uh, it's one of the other cool things about the community is that there's just a lot of responsibility and accountability. And, like, <laughs> also any any beef gets solved by a game. Like, I have definitely... Uh, had some grudge matches where it's like <laughs> you're upset with somebody and you get in and like it kind of doesn't wipe the floor with them well even it, it kind of doesn't matter who wins it's like okay you fight it out and it's kind of over i don't know i don't know how that that exactly works but it, that's the way it seems to go like whether it's a close match or somebody just completely wins it's like okay well <laughs> we're done with that it's kind of like resolved guess just because it's like you're getting all of that like anger and frustration and stuff out yeah i sometimes joke about whenever i'm playing like whenever i go to play a video game just like kick back and relax a bit i'm currently playing through dragon age 2 and one of the things i like there's just something really satisfying about the combat style for like if you're playing as a rogue so i often describe it as I'm going to go stab my way through other people's problems. Yep. Because it's just, sometimes it's fun to do that. And it's at a place where it's not, there's no consequences and it's not real. Yep. Because 
where else do you get to take a flying leap with someone and stab two daggers into them and then just keep slashing it while your friend shoots fireballs from the other side? Yep. It's it's a bit escapist. It's like a moral sandbox, a place where you can go and work through everything you're dealing with in a place where it's nothing actually matters. But in a way, that matters a lot. Yeah, one thing I do kind of miss since I've been on the grind is like playing other games. I kind of don't have a lot of time for that. Oh, that's tragic. I have like I have time for basically one game that's not a fighting game, and uh, for the past like year, that's been Persona Five, and I'm only like halfway through. So <laughs> it's gonna be a while before I get to play anything else. I get that when you don't have a lot of time to play some of those games, especially the ones that take forever to get through. Yeah, I'm 80 hours in and I'm halfway through. I've never played any of the Persona games. I've heard good things about it. Might eventually one day when I'm not busy replaying the exact same three games over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason I'm sticking in through it, but I also kind of just want it to be over because there's like all these cool games coming out that I just absolutely do not have time for. Or all these games already out where you're like, I don't have time for. Yep. And also money. Yep. Well, the nice thing about like sticking to a handful of games is that you don't spend a lot of money on games. So like when something comes out, you really want, it's like, okay, I can, I can, I can spurge on this. That is true. Also with these competitions, like, have you won any money from it yet? No, I've spent a lot of money because you always got to pay to get in because it, it's a prize pool. So everybody pays and then the, the top, you know, however many players get a cut. So, I mean, it's like five bucks, but yeah, I, I haven't won yet. I'm still on the lower ends of it, but hopefully I'm uh, getting <laughs> getting those getting closer. Yeah. How much farther do you have to go to get there? I don't know. Uh, so one thing about the way tournaments work, especially like local recurring tournaments, is you have uh, everybody has what they call a seed, which is it determines where they get put in the bracket. Mm-hmm. And so the reason they do this is because they don't want the two best players like taking each other out in the first round. They want the two best players to meet at the very end of like winners brackets. Yeah. So what that means for a new player is the highest seed fights the lowest seed. And so as a new player that's like just getting into it, your first round is against the best player there. Oh boy. And then your first your first round in the loser's bracket is probably against the second best or like, you know, another high level player. Uh so like it's kind of hard to say exactly where I am because I'm getting close to being beating. Like I'm not the lowest seed anymore just because other people have came and I've surpassed it, like one or two people. <laughs> but, you know, I, I it's kind of hard to gauge progress. In, in Tekken, I'm a lot further back because Tekken is a insane game for crazy people. Uh, there's a lot. I'll just say there's a lot to learn. Like nobody ever knows enough about it. It's just a very knowledge based game. So like you're always learning. How did you pick which games you were going to go with? Uh, Mainly, I picked them based on what the scene was around here. Um, Like, when I started looking for FGC events here, I I really wanted to play Mortal Kombat, but there 
really wasn't a place that really ran it here, but there was a place, there is lots of smash tournaments and there's like a traditional fighters tournament that plays a handful of different games, but they play Tekken every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just kind of got on Tekken and kind of fell in love with it. And same with smash is like, it's not something I really considered playing competitively that much before, but once I found the scene, I'm like, okay, this is a cool scene. Like I'll, I'll pick up this game to play with these guys. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I I could, you know, find the hyper-specific game that only I want to play, but if there's nobody local to play with, it's not it's not a lot of fun. Slightly less entertaining to play uh, competitive games by yourself. As good as Netcode is for online play for fighting games, it's not quite at the point where it's, like, sitting next to someone. And even if it was, like, you don't get the, the face-to-face that you get uh with a local scene and also the big part about a local scene is like you get friendly matches so even if you go every week and pay your five dollars to get in two matches because you lose immediately you can still sit down with good players and just grind it out with them and people will give you advice and like tell you what you did wrong i like that it's it's nice oh yeah for sure imagine that also makes it a lot less boring slash depressing because if you went and got beaten almost immediately then what do you do for the rest of the time you say goodbye to your five dollars and go home (laughs) yeah so i don't know if i'm ever gonna get to like a pro level i probably won't but like i i want to keep improving and just see how far it goes like the plan is to just get as good as i get and not stop trying to get good I, I guess my goal would be to start traveling to like major tournaments. I, I don't need to win those, but like if I can go out to Evo and like even if I don't get out of pools, that'd be really oh, cool. That'd be fun. I just want to get good enough that I can justify spending the cost to like travel somewhere to play. And I can imagine you meet some very cool people there too. Oh yeah, for sure. Is there any piece of advice you'd like to give people who are either looking to get into competitive fighting games or? serial hobbyists looking to decide what their thing is yeah uh okay so the the hobby thing it's just like you only have so much time not not even i'm not even talking about like in your life it's just like you only got so much time a week and in a day so you kind of have to pick something and um it's fun to do a bit of everything but like it's ultimately i in my experience it's not as satisfying as like really diving deep and seeing how good you can get with something but it is nice to practice getting good at a lot of things like i think that's why i was a serial hobbyist for so long it's just like i enjoyed the process of like picking up different skills yeah i enjoy the process of getting good at things but i never followed it to its conclusion like i dipped in and then saw something else that i got obsessed with and like swapped to that Let's try this. Oh, hey, look, something shiny. Oh, look, something shinier. Oh, look, this thing blinks. My last thing I wanted to say about fighting games is just like, well, for people trying to get in, is that uh, it can be pretty tough to get in. Like, you got to learn a lot mentally, just like how the games work. But there's also like physical demands of like being able to do inputs. And um, I I think like the key things are you got to find a community. That's the most important you have to understand that you're going to lose a lot before you get better. And um, you just got to come to love practice, like practicing and like 
thinking about how you're playing the game is really important. But I don't think mm-hmm. you have to go all in to like play at a competent level and enjoy it. Like it seems harder to get into than it is, and um, games are getting a lot better about teaching people to play at a like competitive level. And when I say competitive, I mean like at a level where you understand what's going on in the game, and you're you're not just playing the buttons. Like you're playing within the rules of a game. Like you're able to understand the mind games that go into it. Playing strategically as opposed to just button mashing to see what happens. Yeah. Anything else you can think of you want to talk about? Yeah, I think that's all I got. All right. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on. This is fun. I got to learn a lot about a world that I'm not familiar with. (laughs) And yeah, I definitely wish you luck in the future with some of that. Yeah, thanks. An Incomplete Guide to World Domination is directed and produced by Brianna Toyber as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. Music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. You can find more of his work at chesterstudios.net. If you would like to help support our show, you can find us at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it. For more information on the other shows produced by Pseudonym Social, please check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com.